Okay, uh, very good morning again. Uh, we're back here with this week's podcast. Um, and again, we're lucky enough to have both Philip and Christian with us again. So good morning, boys. How are you doing? Good morning. Very well, thank you. Not too bad. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you. So this week we're going to be talking, uh, which is a really exciting topic, I think. Uh, and certainly for the, the listeners that are getting used to listen to this podcast week in and week out. Uh, we're going to be talking about some upcoming games, which is kind of cool. So I'm going to dive straight in because I know uh, the audience is, is is waiting with bated breath to listen to this. So there's a rumor we've got a you know a new and exciting game coming up um, right in time for sort of you know the holiday season. So can you tell us uh, and tease a little bit about that if you would, please? Yeah. So Evil Elf, uh, the Night Before Christmas, is the next game coming out in November. So it focuses on our character Frostbreeze. She's um, yeah, she's quite a character, <laughs> funnily enough. Think of the Grinch, but better looking and crazier, I guess. She uh, she hates her name because you know Frostbreeze is a really nice sounding name. She despises that, and it's one of her driving forces to wreck Christmas because she wants to mess with the elves, she wants to mess with her older brother, who we'll get into a bit more later, and she really just wants to cause chaos. She's not out to truly destroy Christmas, but she just wants to make mayhem, mischief, and have a laugh. That's that's her kind of arc. Um, and then we have a brother who is in the game as well. He kind of leads the elf security forces. He's called Captain Blueberries. And he's a battle-hardened elven soldier, you know, Operation Christmas every year, he leads it. And now his sister calls on his chaos. He's like, okay, I'm going to capture you, and you're going out to elf travel, and I'm going to drag you there, kicking and screaming. And... Santa Claus is kind of battle hardened, he doesn't look holly and jolly. Yeah, he's got like a moustache and not a true beard, and he's been through too many Christmases. He's battle hardened, he doesn't really care, he just does it every year because it's his job. Otherwise, he's like, Bleh. so he's not too crazy about Captain Fosbury's, but it's more of a brother driving kind of that through. Very, very cool. So, tell me what sort of inspired you to create this, you know, not so merry Christmas type of game. We had a chat internally with Arcadium and with everything that's happened this year, we thought that, you know, maybe we'll change it a bit around. You know, with all these Christmas games along the old Jingle Bells, Merry Merry, um, with the year we've had this year, we thought, that why not put a different twist on it? Because it's not a so Merry Christmas, just to make some fun of uh, and bring the joy out of uh, where we can see the joy of the bad year we had. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to make a, a very different game compared to what other studios are doing for Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. As Philip mentioned, the characters are battle harder and it's a completely different um, holiday feeling, but you still have that holiday feel. And there's a bit of enjoyment when you follow Frostberries and on her story. And with, with kind of Frostberries as well, so you know, we've not really talked about it before, but Frostbreeze is going to feature in two more games itself with Captain right. Blue Ridley. Um, and there's actually two characters in the future that are not in this game, but will have their own standalone games that will feature in Frostbreeze in future titles and their mythological beings as well. And it's going to just... Uh, Alphatraz is a thing, so it's real. Just get ready for that. Um, so you're going to be seeing Frostbreeze again and she's going to be causing more chaos because that's a thing. Um, but she's been asking friends along this time. Um, so, you know, it's not just a, this one game for us. We see, you know, these characters as real. We want to progress their story. And I, we've already discussed what we're going to do in the future. So that's why we're so excited about this game, because we know what's coming as well. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. 
So what are the, the sort of relationships between these characters and why did you feel that you can take these characters now and sort of build out a longer story? Well, at first we I designed Frostbridge, you know, I wanted to give her a own little backstory and I was kind of like, yeah, but who's going to be tracing Frostbridge? Who's going to be tracking her down? And I was like, maybe her brother, you know, he's a you know, he's a legend of the Elven Forces and you can see him leading them in, in the actual symbol of the slot. He has these two kind of main lieutenants behind him. And then Santo was the way I was kind of, yeah, this Santa is not going to suit Holly and Jolly. He's going to be a ballad and he's going to have a moustache. You know, he's going to look kind of sinister. He's got scars on his face. He's been through a lot of Christmases and he doesn't really care that Frostbiz is in this because he's like, maybe I'll get a year off. So we kind of just wanted to have that kind of jokey relationship with characters, but also the series between some of them as well. Yeah. Um, and you can see in Frostbreeze, you can actually see the resemblance between her and Captain Blueberries. It's not an exact match, but you can see the hair and the eyes are very similar. So you can kind of see that family resemblance where we want to capture that. And I think that's how the story just progressed them by itself. Yeah, and I think that's really cool, right? Because I suppose what a lot of our audience would like to sort of probably hear from you, especially is, you know, how did you, how did you sort of come about creating that type of character? You know, what was the, what did the creation process look like? And, you know, then potentially any challenges that you have trying to design her as a character and then interlinking all these other characters into it. Kristen's laughing right now, which is hilarious because he knows how I design characters, not just for this game, all other games. And yeah. my design process is back with, right? Yes, I would say that to the level um, Because we can be sat there having kind of like a drink with some people or just eating food or watching TV and I'll be like, oh, this character, yes, this was perfect. And I'll go off and design the character straight away. And it just pops into my head and I just go and I'll look at reference material and I'm like, and then they just evolve from there. They evolve from like one word sometimes into a full fleshed out character. And right. what you have to do is you have to really sit there and you have to visualize these these characters and you have to visualize the relationship and then the aesthetic comes afterwards and then the personality comes in with the aesthetics and then the game itself will kind of influence that yeah, with the mechanics. And it's just, it's a factor of all them, but you, I can get ideas from just random things. So it's, it's not sitting there and forcing myself to design these characters. I kind of just sit down thinking about it and it'll just come naturally. Um, and right. I'm not trying to be arrogant when I say that. I just, I really enjoy what I do. So I feel like with these characters as well, I feel a personal connection with all of them because I sit there and I design them for hours and the story behind them in the background. And that's why I love the characters so much because I get to then see them come to life. And then we can see the story out from them. Uh, it's even more prevalent in kind of the Neon Samurai game uh, series. So Cower and Paradox, as we mentioned before, will return and they've got like a full story arc together and they will progress. Other characters will come in and you'll see their universe expand. And I think that's a big thing to do because it makes you want to make these things more, improve these characters and it just gets better from them. Yeah, I know you've already mentioned it already, but the sort of the, the badass Santa Claus that we've got is, is not like the usual Santa Claus with his big belly and his big fluffy beard. So, you know, what was the, the sort of reasoning to change him as a, as a total character and almost flip this, you know, cuddly and, and soft and, you know, inviting character completely on its head and, and put something else out there instead? Well, we were discussing internally because at this point we had Frostberries and Captain Blueberries kind of came into think, uh, like into reality. And at that point, we were deciding if Captain Blueberries should be related to Frostberries, Frostberries, sorry, and it works really well. And then we were thinking about Santa Claus, and I was kind of thinking Holly and Jolly doesn't really suit the personalities that we've got in this. And I was thinking maybe if we make like a really battle-hardened Santa Claus, because every time you see anything in sort of like social media or animation or video games. 
every time you see a Santa Claus who's against the norm, it's actually really cool. Yeah. So then that's how this Santa Claus came about, and then we started designing him, and we, we purposely made him in the concept that we you know we will show at some point. The three versions of Santa Claus, and this Santa Claus fits so well. The moustache, the, the kind of scars, you can tell he's been through the wars. Mm. And we call it Christmas a war. For him, it must be a war. Operation Christmas is a war every year, because he has to do so much things. And he, we have characters in the future that actually try to attack Santa Claus while he's trying to deliver the presents every year. So we'll, we'll explore that in war games, but that's, that's why Captain Blueberries and his team are battle-hardened veterans as well. They fight against these forces. Um, and then now we've got this internal character, Frostbridge, who's just messing around. Um, so that's how it kind of, kind of came about. We started thinking about the story in the future as well, so we can show this. Yeah, because that's cool, because that leads on to another question, because it's kind of cool over the last number of weeks that we've been able to sort of, you know, drop a, a couple of hints and all that sort of stuff to our audience, very much about the fact that these aren't just going to be standalone games they are going to be series of games over the next couple of years they can you know get used to seeing this character in in other situations and other scenarios so how do you see sort of the evil else story and vision for the story and the characters evolving into the future in future games if you'd have asked me three months ago i'd have kind of been telling you what we see for the future but i don't have to anymore because i've already, we've already done it <laughs> i've got the next so in the Frostbreeze kind of arc or saga of what we call it, Frostbreeze is going to feature in three more games. And then we have the two standalone games which are going to feature two characters separately. Um, and they're going to appear in the next Frostbreeze game. And then they'll appear in the last Frostbreeze game. So we've already fully designed that story and the mechanics of the these games and they are planned for the future. Yeah. So I don't have to be able to see the vision because I on my evolve because it's already for us. Obviously, we're not going to drop loads of hints, but expect... Elsa tries for sure, and then expect some wacky, chaotic ones in the last game. Cool. Uh, it's going to let's just say there's going to be a little war in the last one, and you'll be surprised about who's going to be and um, who's in this war and who what sides people are going to take. Um, so I feel like cool. it's going to be like a game. I suppose for me, and again the audience as well, really, you know. We've you've you've talked so much and in depth, and you've definitely almost have like this sort of love for the characters because you spent so much time, you know, creating not just the the character itself but the backstory and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, how do you think that impacts? You know, by having such a well developed uh, well developed you know character and story, how do you think that actually impacts the actual experience for the user itself? What I think we should do is not talk about kind of we've loved because we've been discussing it quite a lot on the characters there. We have a game coming out next year in March called Starfang, and that features two kind of brand new characters that we'll see in other like kind of a series as well. Um, yep. Night and the Dragon Witch Morrigan. And they're fighting Starfang together because Camelot's burning down, Aiden's fighting Morrigan, and it's like kind of that real strong rivalry that lasts thousands of years between these two. Um, and Aiden evolves from being a, just a you know dutiful knight to being kind of a disheveled knight a few thousand years because he's, he's been living for so long and he's kind of depressed. But you, you'll see that in the game because he'll get like more darker. However, the way it impacts on the our game, our game industry or the casino industry, whatever you want to call it these days, it's the players will see a story. And, you know, in video games and movies and TV shows, that's we always get a story. And it allows people to get invested. And we want people to be invested in their entertainment. They're paying for because they are paying for play slots at the end of the day. You know, they can win, they can lose. Great, you know, so if they win and if they lose, you know, maybe they'll win another day. But we want to provide that entertainment factor to it as well because that's what it is. And the story helps us do that. The artwork, the sounds, the game itself, and then these characters that will progress 
gives them entertainment and that's what we want to provide and that's where we see the impact coming from from the players actually enjoying the experience Awesome. Okay, well, that's all the questions I have this week. So, as always, pleasure chatting to you. Thanks very much for uh, taking the time. Uh, and we look forward to catching up on next week's podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Take Thanks, care. guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. Speak to you again. Bye.